had slain the queen, and had taken the sacred core within herself. Behold, the queen of the damned, said his maker, as she presented to the others her long-lost sister. In the nights that followed, the survivors of the catastrophe remained together. They told their tales to one another, and their stories filled the air like so many songs from the bards of old, sung in the mead hall. Soon the red-haired sisters had moved away, seeking a hiding-place where Thorne's distant eye could not find them. "'Be still,' he had told himself. "'There is no reason for you to rise from the ice any more than there ever was. Sleep is your friend.' But more visions came to him. The blood-drinker Lestat brought about some new and confusing tumult in the mortal world. It was a marvellous secret from the Christian past that he bore— which he had entrusted to a mortal girl. Thorn watched as once again his red-haired one appeared, his lovely maker, her eyes red with mortal blood as always, and this time come to bind the unhappy blood-drinker Lestat in chains. Thorn pondered it. What were they made of, these seemingly soft-shaped links that held such a being? The question left Thorn no peace. What was it like to be bound in her chains and close to her? At last Lestat had been released. Gathering up the magical chains, his red-haired maker had abandoned him and his companions. The others were visible, but she had slipped out of their visions, and slipping from their visions, she slipped from the visions of Thorn and as time passed he could not forget the sight of his long-lost one. He could not forget that she was as vital and beautiful as she had ever been, and old thoughts came back to him with bitter sharpness. Memory wouldn't leave him alone. He realized that sleep had left him, and he would have no further peace. And so he rose from the cave and he stretched out his arms, summoning the cloud gift without words, and began his ascent so that he might travel low over the land, listening for others of his kind, hoping to find an old one like himself, someone who might welcome him. It didn't take him long to hear the cry of another. It was a blood-drinker older than he, and in a city that Thorne had known centuries before. Yes, it was good to be in this vital and orderly place. Where was the blood-drinker? He gave a long, silent call, not revealing his name, but pledging only that he offered friendship. Quickly an answer came to him. With the mind-gift he saw a blonde-haired stranger. The creature sat in the back room of a special tavern, a place where blood-drinkers often gathered. Thorn hastened to go there. He prayed that this blood-drinker would have the gift of words, for he wanted to hear words more than anything. He pulled the handle of the heavy door, and at once found himself in a crowded room, warm, and full of the smell of wine and beer and human blood. The warmth alone was overwhelming. He had never felt anything quite like it and it crossed his mind that not a single mortal here realized how truly marvellous this warmth was. The mortals in this place took no notice of him, even though his clothes were badly worn. The voice of the blood-drinker came again, coaxing him, reassuring him. 
You must ignore the crowd. Come to the rear door, push it with all your strength, and it will give for you. Bowing his head, bringing his collar up over his mouth, he pushed through the soft bodies, and when he saw the door without a handle, at once he pushed it, as he'd been told to do. It gave upon a large, dimly lighted chamber, with thick candles set upon each of its scattered wooden tables. The blood-drinker was alone. He was a tall, fair creature, whose yellow hair was almost white. He had hard blue eyes and a delicate face, covered with a thin layer of blood and ash to make him look more human to the mortal eye. He wore a bright red cloak, and his hair was finely combed and long. It occurred to Thorne that he had seen this being with the mind gift, seated at the council table with the other blood-drinkers before the evil queen had been brought down.